0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Women in Weightlifting podcast. Mark House and Christy Brewer are joined today by Alex Krabari, who lifts from Ohio and is a kind of perennial A-session 59 kilo lifter. Um, So Alex, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. I'm I'm excited to talk to you guys both today.
0: Excellent. Um, Well, we always like to start with just like the basic, how did you get into weightlifting? So we'll kind of open with that.
1: Yeah. So, um, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I'm from. And I got into weightlifting, uh, what about five more than that, maybe like eight or between five and eight years ago. I can't even tell you exactly when I started. Um, but I came from a college softball background per se. So I was always been into sports since I was a little kid did everything under the sun. Um, swimming diving taekwondo softball for the most part um so i played college softball i was home on one winter break and um i have an identical twin sister so she it was more of an endurance athlete kind of growing up she had done um a couple ironman triathlons and her former triathlon coach actually had gotten their group to do a strength and conditioning um program for like endurance athletes per se so I was home I went to break my sister's like just come with me it's a good workout so that is how I kind of got into weightlifting um, I went to mm-hmm. a gym and that's where I met Reggie Hodges who uh, taught me everything I knew about weightlifting kind of you know he showed me a little bit of stuff not too much so because he's like I was about to leave in two days anyways to go back to school he's like well if you end up coming home. I went to school down in Columbus. Um, so then, and he's like, if you come home to Cleveland, you know, I'll teach you weightlifting. So then I ended up coming home and got into weightlifting um, after softball and yeah, just fell in love with it. And like, how many kilos can you add to the bar type of thing? So always something I just wanted to continue to do and, and get better at.
0: Yeah. Christie was actually a college softball player too. So that and mm-hmm. I, I, one of the more interesting things I'm finding the more athletes we talk to is there's almost always a background in some other sport that kind of ended and then you got into weightlifting, which I you don't find too many um, weightlifters. That's what that was their initial sport to begin with. Um, where did you, you go? Where did you actually go to school?
1: Ohio Dominican in um, Columbus. It was a D- division two, a little bit smaller school. Um, so yeah, I put, I was a catcher for the most part, played third base a little bit. And-
0: I was just gonna add I loved, Chris, you played.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: catcher. Yeah, I, was gonna I ask loved position.
0: it. Christy, where, where did oh, you-
1: Oh,
2: catcher, literally, that was like the only position I refused to play. It's so scary. I was short and outfield. Okay.
0: You wouldn't catch, but you would play shortstop?
2: Oh, all day, yeah. A bat like swinging by my head. Totally freaks me out, but like a ball whizzing at my face does not freak me out. <laughs> I was
1: gonna... Well, that's funny because I played third base a little bit too, and I like hated it compared to catching. And it's like, well, you catch the ball all the time. Like, yeah, but like, it's like it's a complete different perspective being in the infield compared to like behind the plate. I don't know. I fell in love with catching.
0: Yeah. Well, catching, you know, when the ball is coming to you. I mean, the pitcher throws it, you catch it. With any other any like playing infield, I mean the ball could be any range of places, you know. Um, anyway, so you got to do weightlifting five eight years ago, whatever it is, and then what is what is what has been your trajectory? What have you been doing?
1: When I first started um, weightlifting, I was still in school. I was finishing up my master's degree, uh, my MBA, and like working part time, and then. It kind of grew organically, like from lifting at the gym I was at, um, started coaching some of the kids' classes, and ended up then actually being there full-time for five years, so I was in a gym setting um, really up until COVID, and then once everything shut down, kind of like stopped going to the gym in a sense, and then I transitioned out of that career into a new career, so I I was basically working at a gym coaching for the last um, little bit when I first got into weightlifting. And now I just lift at home and um, work full-time outside of lifting.
0: Oh, so what do you, what do, you do?
1: So for work, I do, um, I work for a company. We sell uh, steel building columns and like jack posts. doing customer service, like order entry, accounts management type of stuff, little bit of sales. And then I also do like personal training on the side. So I own my own business as well um, to kind of keep some of those relationships that I had and even grow and help more people out as well that I've met along the way or, or through people that I've known over the past, you know, several years.
0: Well, how, so, do, you, how do you find training at home? I mean, you're, you, as we were talking about before the, before we uh, started recording, I mean, you made pretty good progress in the last, last year of being... Oh, so, I mean, are you enjoying training at
1: home? Oh, yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I've always, I don't know. For me, training is, is more about, like, time with myself and time alone. Like, even being at the gym, yeah. obviously, like, you're so, I, well, I always had to lift at weird times. Like, I was at, like, I'd open, you know, the gym, be there at 5 a.m., teach morning classes, and then lift in the middle of the day, depending on, like, schedule, like one, two, three, kind of when no one goes to the gym and then coach, you know, afternoon night classes then as well. So I I was there like all day. So it's kind of nice. It's always been, I guess, a time for me to just like have my own time. Um, So I don't, I love lifting at home. Like, I don't know. It's just something that I really enjoy and and don't mind not being in a gym setting. No, I was
2: just going to ask, how does like coaching work as a remote athlete?
1: I program for, for myself actually. So. Oh, I, wow.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. So Reggie, um, like obviously when I used to lift, um, at his gym and, and for his club, he programmed and everything, but I've kind of learned, I did learn everything from him and then he, um, stepped out of coaching and everything. So I just, I was like, I'm just gonna give it a shot. I'm just gonna program for myself.
0: Oh. That's cool.
2: And hard. That's hard. <laughs>
0: yeah you must be doing a reasonably reasonably good job at it um so are are you still do you find you're still getting are you you still getting stronger you you know have you reached a a peak at all I mean what do you where are you at like career-wise do you think I
1: don't I mean to me I always feel like you can like I personally think I can still get stronger and add more kilos to the bar like I don't like I think that goes along with like some of your determination and and your own goals and how you hold yourself accountable or, or what the what you're trying to do so I I don't think I've reached a peak per se I mean maybe I have but also at the same time I think I kind of how what we talked about like over the last year I was able to actually train consistently and see progress compared to kind of like a standstill that I felt like I was at um, in a sense so I don't know even if I've reached a peak like. I just want to have fun and like, I know my why or, or why I'm doing it. So it's kind of it's just a challenge.
0: How many, we always like to find out from our athletes, you know, like how many days of a week are you training? What, what, what does an average day look like for you in terms of being in the gym? So yeah. Like how
2: average, many sessions
1: per week? Okay. Yep. Um, so average day for me, um well all right so first i train about 5 days a week give or take on the week if i don't have time to like maybe complete something maybe i'll do like a half a training session one day half a training session another day but i really don't like training more than 5 days i feel like it's just for like a health standpoint of even like your body and physically i try to take um 2 days off like throughout the week and then for me a typical day looks like i'm up around 4 or so um I'll train almost like Mark Mark is about up by four <laughs> yeah hey, <I'm> <laughs> off. If,
0: if you got up at four if you got up on the east coast at four and called me I would be up
1: <laughs> yeah because that's when you're like working and doing your going thing going to bed, bed. That's the time I go to bed. <laughs> so yeah we're on schedules. Oh no, I don't care. Um so oh anyways I train in the morning early, like between that, I'll wake up, get going, stretch, um, get activated, get ready, roll out of bed, and then I'll train early until like, so basically five to seven, five to eight or so. Um I'll start work around eight. Sometimes I do um, I have a couple clients that I zoom in the morning for like personal training. So sometimes I'll do that in the morning. It the morning's kind of like my like that four to eight mark, like that's my time. Like I, I enjoy being up in the morning. I'm a morning person. Um, I can zone out, read, train, do, you know, do whatever I want to do before like the rest of the world gets up. And then I have to answer emails or phone calls um, for work. So then work basically eight to five. And then also a couple nights a week, I'll train some clients like in person um, at their houses as well. So that's kind of a typical day for me.
0: So what kind of a what kind of a setup do you have at the house?
1: Um, so it's basically in a sunroom, so it gets really cold or really hot,
0: mm. and
1: it hey, it works though. So um, me and my sister when we first started weightlifting. Uh, we bought weights that our coach didn't know about. And he found out one day, he's like, wait, you guys are lifting at home. Like we were at the gym, but he, but we would, we would do like two sessions a day. Then like, we were new, we didn't know what we were doing. Like we just wanted to be good. Um, or try to be good <laughs> at least. And more is so, better,
0: right? Always.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Especially when you're beginning, like, why not create bad habits? Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, It's a sunroom. Um, it's big enough. But so basically, built a platform. So, like a bunch of wood now underneath it, rubber on top. Um, I have like the, the only thing I can't really do is like pull ups. uh, have a bench, like have a squat stand, but I go to the park when it's nice or when it's not in the dead of winter. And I'll like, there's swings. Like, I live by like 10 different like little schools or stuff. So, like, I'll occasionally just go and do pull ups on the like monkey bars or whatever. Gets the job done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. So you got uh, you know kind of the full, full basic setup in 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 the sunroom. Kind of going into some some mindset issues, which is one of the pieces that I find most interesting when I talk to athletes. How do you? I mean, how do you? What do you do to recover physically? How do you? How do you recover mentally from training sessions? From from competitions? What what? How do you get you know get yourself to go through this grind? Especially you know when you're lifting at home on you know, essentially by yourself.
1: Yeah. So I'll go, I'll talk to like the physicality part first and then I'll go into like the, um, mental part. So physically to recover, obviously try to sleep as much as I can, um, eat right, drink well, water. You go
0: to bed at like noon. I mean, how do you get sleep if you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning?
1: Um, yeah. Yes. What time do you well, go to bed? Nine normally, which isn't great sometimes, but I try to like, soon as I get home, which is normally by eight o'clock, like I just like do a whole wind down routine type of thing. So, I mean, I'm in bed, but I sleep at least like, I guess one of like my goals when 2020 happened was to actually sleep seven hours a night. So compared to what I was doing, I'm doing a really good job at at least sleeping more. So I don't like, sometimes yeah. you just gotta like figure out where you were and like, where are you going now type of thing, sleep, try to sleep as much as I can eat right, um, eat well, I guess, like, eat the right foods type of thing, um, stretch, that's, that's about how I recover physically.
0: So, let's, before we, before we leave that topic, and get into the recovery mentally, what, what is, I mean, how strict are you about your eating?
1: Um, like, I follow macros, so I just, I'm flexible with that, so i have I well, I do my own nutrition too. Um, I've done like the precision. <laughs> oh, I've cool. done like I've done. I have like the precision nutrition certification. But I, to me personally, though, too, like nutrition's a lot about like trial and error. Like you have to figure out what works works yeah. for you, um, and then kind of go off that. And it's not eating a thousand calories. Like that's not okay either. Um, so I mean, depending on I and me personally, like I like sitting right around. Like fifty nine kilos, so like sixty is kind of like my sweet spot where I sit naturally, um, eating like at least twenty five hundred calories a day. So you know, if I have like a meat coming up, like I don't really change too much, um, just like obviously being more conscious of like the types of food I'm eating. So like trying to some like cut out some of like the um, inflammatory foods like that. I'll do like leading into a competition, and then like obviously like a small deficit but nothing crazy where you know you feel depleted or, or feel like crap because I think as a weightlifter I know I've been there before where you have to lose five pounds in a week and then you go out and try to like basically don't eat the day before or whatever you do don't drink the day before and then you just you don't feel good lifting that at least like that's my personal experience I know some people can do that and have great success but me personally like I like sitting around body weight um a little bit heavier but not crazy and just like training and living like at that weight
0: Yeah, christy what do you what do you walk around at
2: (laughs) not 60. (laughs) i walk around heavy um my goal has always been to walk around 62 but i honestly usually am around 63.
0: holy cow really you have you cut four kilos out
2: yeah but it's slow I'm honestly cutting now for nationals, and so it's just a really slow, long cut. I always say, like, oh, I'm going to stick around, like, 62, and honestly, 62 for a lot of people is heavy. So I could easily be 67 kilos in, like, a couple months. My body just
0: puts it on. (laughs) Well, you're also, you're also, you know, 40 now.
2: (laughs) I am 40, and you know what happens when you turn 40? (laughs) Everything, um, oh, my gosh, I got a phone it's like metabolism slows down it just it's crazy and I feel it now I'm starting to feel that
0: yeah there's there's a reason why the master's division the master's athletes have their own division anyway sorry Um, Alex (laughs) you just basically water cut the last the last couple of days or do you do you cut you know leading up to the competition
1: I'll do a small like I'll do a small cut leading up to a meet for the most part like I'll 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 kind of see where I'm at like because I don't always weigh myself in kilos either. Like, I don't, I don't, it's just a thing. Like, I know, like, it's supposed to be 130 pounds. So, a lot of times my scales just set to, to pounds, uh, until like the last, like, day or so before meat. So, I check in with myself more, more that way. Um, so I'll just cut like 50 calories, maybe like two ish weeks out, depending on what I'm weighing. Um, and then just kind of go from there. So, I don't necessarily water cut if anything, like, obviously I do, I will drop carbs, like, a, at most, like, from where, like, I'm at, like, to right before meat is maybe, like, 25, 50 grams at most, I think I've done recently, Um, cut fats a little bit, so, I mean, I'm really only in a deficit of, like, 50 up to, like, maybe, like, 250 calories, like, right before meat compared to where I'm at normally, so I don't really, like, fluctuate, like, too hard with, like cutting carbs or cutting water and that kind of stuff does that make sense
0: yeah I mean you're pretty strict on your on your macros then I mean you know you know what you're eating every day
1: but yeah for the most part I do at least like right in and out of competition I mean I don't and there's times too like like I won't there's like there's some things I'll have that I won't track like if I have a bite of this or bite of that like I know you maybe should but it's not worth it to me. Like, and I, and I, I just find stuff too. Like, I enjoy eating. Like I'm a really like routine regulated person. Uh, so if I like, like something I'll eat it, but like, I enjoy that food. So it's not like a chore to me or whatever. If I don't want like oatmeal, have rice or I don't know. I'm a, like a plain eater in general. Like I've never been a saucy food person. So I feel like I have my like staples. I stick to them. And then like, it's, it's easy to, cause I'll work in or like eat other stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't really ever try to restrict anything. Like if I want to eat something, I'm just going to eat it. Cause if you don't, I feel like you just mentally like wear yourself out. Like, Oh my God, I want ice cream. I want this. I want that. Well, like go have it. Yeah. Go have a serving, get it off, like get it off your mind and like move on with your life. And if you end up having two servings, okay, it's not the end of the world do better, do better at your next meal, do better tomorrow. Like there's always another opportunity for you to go after, even if you mess up slightly.
0: Well, we'll come back to, you know, I was, I, I like to ask about indulgences, but we'll come back to, I want to get back to, we talked about how you, how you physically recover. How do you mentally recover from, you know, lifting and from you know, um, kind of the day-to-day kind of mental recovery? What does that look like for you?
1: Um, for me, it's, it's time alone with myself, like quiet time. I'm in the car often. So I just, not, typically people are always, it's like, it shocks them, but they're like, Oh, what do you listen to? A lot of times I drive in silence. Like, it's just like me, I can, I can unwind my thoughts. I can, you know, like it's, it's my time kind of once again, like, I feel like I'm always, and I, and I love it, but like always helping or doing stuff um, for other people or working or doing this or that. So like when I have like a half hour to be in a car, couple times a week the radio is probably not on like that's my time to like mentally recover talk to myself like um pray like worship like do do the things that I do on a day-to-day basis as well so that's more mentally how I recover like either journaling or like quiet reflection and then devotional too for me
0: yeah I can certainly I I never have the radio on in my car that's that's like my time to clear my head so I I totally get that um because <clears throat> I, I i feel like i'm doing all the talking today so uh, one for me
2: no i i one like one listening the... i was gonna jump in and say um kind of along the lines of the mental stuff of like when you approach heavy weights what is your mindset around that whether it's you know in training as well as competition because those are two totally different settings um like for me heavy weights in the garage versus heavyweights in competition when you're like under a clock so yeah like how do you approach those heavy weights? mentally?
1: Um, Mentally, I think sometimes, I don't know, to me, every day is different, but I always try to, like, control what I can control, so if that's, like, my breathing, my mindset, my approach, Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of things, I guess you could say, like, more towards that competition, things that you can't control, like, you can't control what other people are going to do, you can control yourself, you can control, like, your attitude, your mindset, and, like, your effort, and, what your goal is type of thing um so Mm -hmm. mindset in a competition is in a sense like to focus on what you've trained for the past months on and like trying to just have your best performance that you can Um, you know like there's gonna be misses there's gonna be makes there's gonna be judges calls that you might not agree with there's gonna be people playing around with the cards coaches trying to do whatever with their athletes. So you just have to know that anything that you probably imagine in a competition setting is probably not what is probably is not going to be like what plays out on that day. Like, it's going to be a completely different scenario. So for that, you just kind of have to go in with an open mind of, all right, whatever gets thrown at me, I know I can handle. I'm strong enough. I've, I've trained, I'm prepared. Um, I'm just going to give it my best effort when it's my time to be on that platform for that for that one minute so that uh, yeah. then um I guess at home or like in training approaching heavy weights I somewhat do the same thing like um focus on like my breath like there's always it changes probably most of the times in training but there's always something that I'm saying to myself repeatedly like sometimes it'll be a countdown like um all right go in like in my head I'll say it like all right five seconds and then I'll just count like five four three two one like mm-hmm. I'll breathe and then I'll approach the barn and, and then I just go because I think um to some extent like when it's your time to lift like you have to turn off your brain and just lift because if you think about your technique on every single heavy weight you're going to talk yourself out of the lift you're going to talk mm-hmm. yourself out of yeah performing like you almost just have to like on the heavy stuff you almost just have to tell your brain to be quiet and and find like a rhythm or routine that works for you
2: yeah totally like rely on all that training that's come up to that moment because mind is I don't know like the mind in my opinion is either a great asset or a terrible thing to have and so if you can turn off the turn it off it's definitely that's a talent (laughs) yes yes
0: when you're in the back room, are you one of these, one of these athletes who likes absolute solitude, don't talk to me? Or are you talking to your coaches? Or are you talking to other athletes? What, what? Who are you in the back room at at, a, at like a national competition?
1: When I'm lifting, like I'm pretty focused, like in my zone, kind of don't talk to me, like tell me when to lift. But I mean, I like I'll be friendly and nice and like, hey, how are you and stuff. But I feel like when it's Like, time to to warm up and take your lifts. Like, I'm a pretty, like, focused, one-track, like, minded person. Kind of. I just zoom out the rest of the world. Like, uh, it's almost like, tell me when to lift. Okay, I'll go lift. Like, I don't know. I just, I try to just, I'm pretty focused. So So how
2: are you going to do competitions now that you're unattached, you're coaching yourself? Um, Do you have, like, a go-to counter loader assembly essentially when you go like support system a bunch of friends that like I've met obviously from Pittsburgh
1: barbell so Kim had counted I did their winter meet and she's like hey you want me to count for you and I was like if you want like you don't have to because it was just like a little local meet like I could see the board type of thing but she's like no you're not going to count for yourself she I mean she knew the like everybody from like the my old club and and everything so she's like, I'll account for you. I was like, okay, fine. Um, so she said she kind of, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Sorry. Kim ransom
0: New lady. I like him. Yeah. Uh,
1: her, her and Amy Rice, mm-hmm. both from Pittsburgh. Um, I feel like they're my home away from home, if you will. Like Pittsburgh's always been yeah. like a local meet cause it's two hours about from my house. So it's always been like a local meet I attended ever since I started um, weightlifting. So it kind of just like grew relationships with them as well. So they're like my, I guess you could call them my home away from home in in weightlifting. Um, so they said, obviously like they would help me at like a meet and count. So Kim actually is going to count at nationals.
0: We talked you talked about your dieting um, and eating, but do you have any particular indulgences that you really actually enjoy?
1: I, I feel like like nothing out of the ordinary that I enjoy. Like, I mean, like I like French fries. I like pizza, but I like eat those kind of not, well, actually I don't really eat French fries that regularly at all. Um, but I eat potatoes all the time. <laughs> so it's a, it's a version, but I, like, I know I kind of touched on it earlier, but like, if I really want something, I That's just eat I say, it.
0: wine is a version of grape juice. That is not,
2: really- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I bought myself an air fryer and now I have like fries almost every day. And they are amazing because I eat a lot of potatoes, but I just cut them like fries and air fry them. It's
0: a spot. Yeah. Probably oh, that is though. That's a valid point. You know. Sorry. Go, go ahead. Alex. Sorry, to interrupt.
1: <laughs> No, I don't. No, it's true. So I don't know. I don't. But like, the food I really like though is stuff I eat every day. Like I, I just find recipes or like I like plain brown rice with salt. I like put salt on it. But like I eat. I mean, I eat that every day, basically. And like I don't want to say that's an indulgence. But, like, I could eat a bowl of brown rice if I really wanted to. Like, I like that food. Like, same with, like, potatoes. Like, I don't like sweet potatoes, though. I normally just make, uh, well, like, white potatoes.
2: Um, I'm a white potato kind so, of girl.
0: Man, I, See, I, me too. I, 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 lo- I made mashed sweet potatoes the other night for dinner. They're just oh no, no God, they're so good.
2: <laughs> no, uh, no. I'm, like, old-fashioned white potato. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: It'll, I don't like potatoes. All
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get a big bag from Costco.
0: <laughs> couple more. Couple more questions. Um, Christy came up with one. With uh, one that I really really like is, you know, you're no you you know you're a weightlifter when fill in the blank. So
1: uh, you know you're. <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: That was that was the that was the okay. question.
1: You could go so many directions, but I think a lot of the times um, it's like you know you're a weightlifter when people always ask you like how do you squat so low
2: yeah
0: like, you mean actually full like, range of motion squats as opposed to the little half squats that everybody likes to do
1: yeah how, how do you get your heels on the ground or like if you're like uh like just sitting in the in the bottom of a squat position just like stretching or just like chilling like i could sit in the you know the bottom of a squat position and just hang out there it's like how do you do that doesn't yeah. that
0: hurt isn't that bad no no <laughs> <laughs>
1: It feels good. You should try it. And then they try it and they like almost fall over.
0: Well, I mean, it does take engaging muscles that most people haven't used in a long time. How about what is, the, what is the hardest thing about weightlifting for you?
1: For me personally, um, I think overall, like a hard part of weightlifting is just knowing all the different like valleys and peaks that you'll go through. Like one day you might have the best training day of your life. And then the next training day, could be absolute, like the absolute worst day. So just like kind of embracing, knowing that nothing's ever going to be perfect, that there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be good days, bad days. And I guess like the worst part about all that is that you're giving your best, or hopefully you are, I know I try, but like you're giving your best effort every day and then you're still not like seeing a result or you still didn't hit the number you wanted to hit or like it was your worst day. So I think a lot of it is just like having to embrace the good with the bad and knowing that you're trying your hardest, but some days like your body's like, nah, not having it
2: today, maybe tomorrow. How do you get over those? Like, how do you deal with that? Because I, I see the same thing. Like I show up every day, I give 110% of what I have, you know, there's those frustrating moments. So how do you get through those?
1: Yeah, it definitely can be super frustrating. Like I. I feel like early on in my weightlifting career, like it would devastate me the rest of the day. But now I now yeah. I feel like as as I'm like weightlifted longer and you know, like, okay, this is just part of the sport. Like you're gonna plateau, you're gonna peak, you're I mean, you know, you'll you'll have some nagging injuries or or you know, be out life happens, whatever happens, you know, it's not a perfect day. Um, so I think I me personally like I always just try to like find the positive. At least in the fact that like, well, you at least tried today. You didn't sit, you know, like on the couch doing nothing, or like go do something. Kind of like go do something else. Like go take a walk if it's a nice day, which is about like five days of the year in Cleveland. But um, like <laughs> go like just take a walk outside, or I don't know. Like i like I'm pretty close to my sister. She doesn't live um in Ohio anymore, um. So like I you know can call her and. And she'll have like a word of encouragement or something, but you know, she'll be like, Well, yeah, you know, like you didn't have a good day, but I know, I know you're going to have a good day tomorrow, or don't worry about it. It's just something small. So I think relying on like a support system to some extent is one way to overcome a bad day, but also looking at it at like the big picture, like biggest scheme of things that not everyone had that opportunity that you had today to even attempt to work out. So, like, don't, you know, don't be so hard on yourself.
0: Did you say, you, is, is your sister an identical twin?
1: Yeah, we're identical twins.
0: Now, does she lift as well?
1: Um, yes. Not, kind of right now. She's in the Air Force now. So when um, we first started weightlifting, she was not in the Air Force. She recently, more recently went into the Air Force. So she's actually stationed in Georgia um, right now. So she actually, she has her own little garage set up uh, as well at, at her house. We did several meets together. It was kind of, it was like overall, I guess, in like our athletic careers, like our parents, you know, as young kids, like we played the same sports. Yeah. Um, we played softball together. It was cool because she did play shortstop like you, Christy. So like I was the catcher. Mm-hmm. She was a shortstop. It was like the Krabari twins throwing people out. Like it was like a fun little like thing we had. <laughs> she didn't. And she really only played softball until like like twelve or so. Like not, you know. Like she was more passionate about running and swimming. So she stuck more with like endurance events. And really, she never lifted a weight until she started like weightlifting. Like I remember, like I was at college. She would call me because she was um, she had done the Ironman out in Kona. So like she qualified for. She mm-hmm. did it one in Louis. She was like the youngest person at Kona. Um, like at eighteen she did one Ironman in Louisville qualified went to Kona like a really like I don't know everyone always asks like oh who's the better athlete I'm like my sister like I have no desire to do an athletic endurance event for 11 and a half hours like that does not sound fun (laughs) to me that was my
2: goal before weightlifting I actually like I wanted to be do the Ironman in Kona it never happened but
1: yeah and I mean she's done marathons in, in Boston and stuff I'm like I know like I don't know but I guess one summer she convinced me to do two sprint tries and like they were like my finishing times are like one was like an hour and 10 minutes one was like hour and a half like that's I'm good I don't know if I'll ever do one again but it was cool because like we grew apart from playing sports together like she I focused on softball she focused on like her running and swimming and stuff um, and then she convinced me to do a couple of triathlons, like one summer, it was one summer, I guess was, I should say, like I did two of them. And then she, I still kept the softball. She still kept with her stuff. Then she got into weightlifting. And so like we, you know, did weightlifting together. And I guess now it's like, we both still weightlift. Um, She weightlifts just not as, I don't, she hasn't done a meet in, I don't know how long, but we had done several meets together so like it it it's cool for us to have like another like bonding experience. I feel like as kids, anyways, like you are really close with like your siblings. You, like when you don't know any better, four, five, six, then you kind of like mm-hmm. grow up, but like fight. I mean, I have an older brother too. Like not all siblings have their own. like we were all we've always been close, but you know you kind of just like grow apart. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. My sister's doing that. Like yeah. if she like Nike, I like Adidas. Like there was a time where we did nothing alike. Like it just, just what it was like, we were, you know, you, you I had a, a shadow my whole life um, and I still do. And I love her, but so it's cool that we can now share like weightlifting again as like a bonding fun thing to do together.
0: Yeah, I've, that's fascinating that you guys took such different paths and have excelled independently in different, in such radically different sports. Um, being mm-hmm. identical twins, I mean, you literally have the the, you know, the exact same makeup, um, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to see you. But like, no, go ahead.
1: Yeah, when we competed, like she would compete. I was all i got, so I would always be like, well, uh, I was fifty eight or like now fifty nine. I think my very first meet I was sixty three kilograms though, and she was fifty eight. But then when she got into competing a little bit more, she was always like one. She was the fifty three. I don't think she ever competed as a 55. So she was 53 kilograms. I was 58. Cause she did, we did, we both did like university nationals together one year then she was still in school. She did an an additional year. Yeah. So we were always in different weight classes though. We've never competed at the same meet in the
2: same weight class. So I'm curious and I don't know if I've missed this before, but when you started weightlifting, what, what weight class were you in? And like, did you really move up or down by as you progressed in the sport, you know, whether that's muscle mass or nutrition, like what, what was your weight journey? Like, yeah. So my
1: very first, I think it was I only my very first two meets, I was a 63 kilogram lifter and I didn't fill out the weight class either. It was just more of like, mm. just lift that your are like, our, my coach was like, you know, like you're just starting lifting. Like there's no just walk sense. in and lift, walk in and lift. Like don't worry about yeah. cutting, you know, X, Y, and Z. I probably started to focus more on nutrition in a sense. And I never ate like terrible. I'd say even like as a, you know, college athlete, like, yeah, believe me, I eat much better now than I than I have
2: ever, like in college playing sports oh, I and stuff. It was a clueless college athlete. Clueless. Like, yeah. Recovery mindset, all of it. I was just like, meh, whatever. Right. It's also back in so, like the 90s <laughs> um yeah, so I started the my the white bones
0: as, as baseball bat or as softball bats so you know it's been it's been a minute
2: <laughs>
0: dinosaur bones is the, you know, the bat. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> as long as it as long as you can hit with it that's it's the tool <laughs> it's the user how does the user use the tool it's just the tool
2: so, yeah, so you came in, you walked in around, you know, not cutting, just walked in. You didn't really ever fill out the 63 kilo. And then when you kind of figured out weight classes, you were 58?
1: 58, yeah, 58 first and then now 59. So I've basically, as far as like weightlifting journey, it's I've basically been a 58, 59
2: my whole weightlifting career.
0: So, Christy, you want to wrap us up?
2: Yeah, so... To wrap it up, I would like to know what is what is something you wish you would have known as a younger weightlifter, um, like one piece of advice, one like men, mental or something that you would have known earlier on in your journey that would help someone else who's beginning in the sport? That's a good question.
1: Overall, I think one thing is to like always know your why and always know your purpose. Like I think that can help both from like a more of like a mental standpoint is like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, is it for yourself? Is it to prove someone else? Like how, kind of like, what is your approach? Like, why are you going about weightlifting the way you're going about weightlifting? Um, And then also like, just have fun, like kind of keep the bigger picture in perspective. Like, I know we all as weightlifters, like want to do good, you know, get a medal, do X, Y, and Z. But also I think to some extent to like, as a 59 kilogram lifter, um 28, like I'm not going to the Olympics. Like this is for fun. Like we can still like you want to be competitive. I I know that, but also like just have fun with it. Like you don't have to, you know, put a lot of external pressure on yourself. Cause I think when I started weightlifting, like I put a lot of like just by wanting to excel or or be good at it, like you kind of just like stress yourself out and yeah, you know, like I don't know, you sometimes take the joy out of it rather than just like embracing what each day presents itself with. So I think one of it is like to be serious but almost not take it too serious. Like know your why, know your purpose and and have fun. And also like I know one thing I always like enjoy like being at meets or competing like when other people like see you lift like just like inspire someone or like help someone out. Like if you mm-hmm. see someone struggling, help them out or be like an inspiration to someone. So I guess that's like a pretty like broad dynamic how I it's almost like even how I view weightlifting and in life sometimes like help others inspire others and
0: like that's great though I mean if that's the way you, yeah. if you're living life to you know kind of inspire those around you that's a fantastic way to live.
2: It really shows the true self of that it's not just about the medals because if you only did it for the outcome like. That is extremely daunting. And so it's so multifaceted. But yeah, I thought that was a really good answer.
1: Yeah. I think as an athlete, you perform better when you don't think about the medals. (laughs) And just like yeah, it'll be what it'll it'll be what it'll be. Like I don't know, I said before, like you can't control what someone else's numbers are. Like you know, like I know my numbers aren't anywhere near an Olympic level, and even if it was like close to an American Olympic level, like we'll look at the Chinese. 59 kilogram women like i mean like just put it into perspective sometimes like just give it your yep. best there's always going to be someone better than you and and you just have to like be okay with that
0: i mean you're you're a kind of a session solid a session solid top 10 athlete but you're not going to finish in you're not going to podium on any given day um no. i mean does that so you really are you're out there lifting just to compete against yourself have a good time. Um I mean is that is that really your mindset of of kind of when you walk out I mean because you could be the at nationals you could be the opening lifter. Right. Uh, depending on yeah. who shows up that day. Um
1: Yeah, on, mm-hmm. yeah. Honestly like I um I have a lot of stuff written down. Um so like like I remember at the beginning of this year, like, I kind of do, like, a, a self check-in every so often, but, like, why, like, who are you lifting for? Like, why are you lifting? Like, and I, like, literally, it, like, my top one is I lift for myself. Like, I I do it, you know, to, like, one to challenge myself, one to, like, hold myself accountable, and one to, like, kind of show yourself, like, what are you capable of? Like, you never know until you try. So, I mean, like, to, yep. for for me, and, like, I, like, work ethic-wise, like, like I'm a, like I determined like hard worker, like some of those things, like I put out like into my weightlifting. Um, so like I, so yeah, like, even if, like, if I'm in the A session, I'm nowhere near like the top A session lifter, but you know, I'm still like, I'm doing it for myself to have fun and to like, can I get another kilo on the bar? Have I peaked? Have I not peaked? Like, how, how many, like, what can I, what can I do today type of thing?
0: Alex, thank you for joining us this morning. And on that, on that note, um, you know, we'll hope to see you at uh, nationals. I'm assuming you'll, you know, I'm assuming we'll see you in Detroit and hopefully yeah, we can add a couple kilos onto that 182, kilo uh, total and um, season PR attempts out of you at, at nationals and um, we'll see you then.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it.